One of, the <coughs> one of the important insights in the unfolding of Vipassana practice <coughs> is the understanding that our experience is really the unfolding moment to moment of the progression of knowing an object. In every moment, an object arises and is being known. And so what we call self, what we call I, is really just this unfolding knowing an object, knowing an object, knowing an object. And the object is just one of six things, as you know. It's either a sight or a sound or a smell or a taste or a touch sensation or some object of mind. And so in every moment, our experience is simply this, knowing and one of these six objects arising and passing away, knowing another object, knowing and another object. Mostly we give emphasis to the objects that are arising because the object is uh, more obvious than the knowing aspect in this pair of knowing an object it's the object uh, which is usually most clear and so the mindfulness <coughs> is generally uh, focused on the particular objects that are arising a breath a sensation a thought a sound It's helpful to also give some attention to the knowing side of this pair so that the mindfulness is turned not only to the object, but the mindfulness <coughs> is turned on to the knowing itself. And we can do this in various ways. It happens automatically in the course of practice as the mindfulness gets stronger and the object gets clearer and there's a momentum of mindfulness that's established. As the object gets clearer, the mind also automatically becomes aware of the knowing side. So it will happen <coughs> as part of the natural progression. But there are also ways just to play and experiment a bit with intentionally focusing on the knowing aspect. And it helps, uh, in doing this, it helps <coughs> free us from the identification with the knowing. So we free ourselves from <coughs> the wrong view, <coughs> the mistaken view of there being an observer. The process of observing is going on, but when we're not identified with the knowing, then we see that that too is simply part of the impersonal process, knowing an object, knowing an object, knowing an object. <coughs> so a couple of ways of beginning to explore this. One was mentioned uh, by the Thai laywoman teacher, Upasaka Ki, 
and there's a book of her teachings called Pure and Simple, uh, which is quite a remarkable book. And she gives quite a lot of emphasis to become, becoming mindful of the knowing. And I was going to read something uh, from what she wrote, but I don't have my glasses, so I will paraphrase it. <laughs> uh, I didn't realize I wouldn't be able to see. <laughs> uh, <coughs> so she, <coughs> she begins by saying how we establish mindfulness on the breath, you know, in the traditional way. And she's referring to being aware of the breath at the nostrils, but it could be the rising and falling as well. You know, and so we become established to some extent in a steadiness uh, of awareness of the breath. And then she says, it's as if we put the breath to one side and it's still there and we're knowing of it, but the main uh, focus of our attention is what she calls uh, the naturalness of knowing, the naturalness of the mind. So it points to <clears throat> the fact that the very nature of mind, the very nature of consciousness is to know. So there's a natural quality to the knowing. The translation from the Thai, the, the translator used the word normalcy, the normalcy of mind. And so it's as if we put the breath to the side, still knowing it, but we're settled back into the awareness of the knowing of it. We're just resting in that naturalness. So for myself, I, I like playing with that image, the sense of the breath is still there, and it could be any object, but she's, she's using the example of the breath. I just like the sense or the image of the breath is still there, but it's as if we put it to the side and are just resting in the knowing, the naturalness of mind. So we're knowing the breath, but we're not giving so much emphasis to the object. We're settling back a little bit more into mindfulness of this natural knowing. And so you might just play with that uh, shift of perspective. Uh, <clears throat> it may give you very or clearer sense of this knowing aspect that's arising in every moment. <clears throat> There's another way that I found really helpful to emphasize the knowing. And that has to do with how we language the experience, our unfolding experience, how we're languaging it internally. So for example, in English, we generally interpret experience through the active voice. For example, I'm knowing, I'm hearing, I'm thinking, I'm doing this. There's a subject, a verb, an object. I found it very <coughs> interesting and helpful 
to reframe our own inner language into what's called the passive voice. So for example, the breath being known, or a sound being known, or in the walking the sensations of the movement are being known. So a few interesting things happen when we read language experience internally in this way. First, in this passive voice construction, you know, the breath being known or sound being known, there's no subject. The passive voice takes the subject out of the picture. So right away we're getting a sense of the selflessness of the unfolding. It's simply objects being known, moment after moment. And in that way of phrasing it, it also gives a little more emphasis to the knowing aspect. Because we're actually including that in the phraseology. A sensation being known, sound being known, a thought being known. So it helps settle us into that awareness <coughs> of the knowing itself. And some interesting things begin to be revealed as we settle into this very natural process, moment after moment, <coughs> of different objects being known. One is that they are known exactly in the moment of their appearing, of their arising. It's not that the knowing is waiting for them to happen or catches up to them afterwards. It's exactly simultaneous with their arising. Sensation is being known, the breath is being known. It's being known just in the moment of its arising. And when we're settled into that simplicity of <coughs> different objects being known, we see that they're actually known quite exactly. The quality of the knowing mind, when we're mindful in this way, is like the quality of a mirror reflecting an object. The mirror reflects it precisely. We also see the spontaneous nature of the knowing. We're not struggling for the knowing to happen. When we're settled into this flow of different objects being known, we see that the knowing arises quite spontaneously with each object. So as, as <coughs> an obvious example of this, when a sound appears and is being known, do you need to make any special effort to know the sound? No, it appears and is known quite spontaneously. If we're settled back into this flow, moment after moment, 
you begin to get a sense of the effortless nature of the knowing. So you might just experiment uh, with reframing in language how you're experiencing things. And it's not that you need to keep repeating throughout the sitting or throughout the walking, oh, breath being known, sound being known, thought being known. Although you might do that for some short time until you have an experiential sense of, of what those words mean. In other words, so we internalize the meaning of that way of framing experience. Once we understand that, once we're feeling that from the inside, that what is actually happening moment after moment, there's just something else being known. Once we've internalized that perspective, then there's no particular need to keep repeating the phrase, although one might do it occasionally from time to time to reinforce that awareness. But then we're simply resting in this process, moment after moment, one of six objects being known. And it begins to give us a sense both of this knowing nature of the mind and the fact that the knowing itself is selfless. In that way of experiencing things, there's no observer. There's simply an impersonal process sound being known, sensation being known, the breath being known. It's all rolling on, all by itself. So if you're interested, you can just (coughs) experiment a little bit with these two ways. The way Upasaka Ki talked about it, you know, it's as if we're, especially starting with the breath, but then with other objects, it's as if we're putting, putting it to one side, still knowing the breath, but settled back into the knowing of it. And in other times you could experiment with this reframing of experience in the passive voice. settling into that experience of this unfolding process, moment after moment, of objects being known, being known, being known, until that becomes a very effortless, uh, effortless and intuitive way of experiencing the impersonality, the non-self nature of knowing. And if any or all of this proves to be confusing, notice confusion being known, and just let it go. (laughs) It's just ways uh, that I found interesting and exploring, but you don't want it to be the cause of uh, agitation in the mind.